tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! Hey guys, we're back to go over the recap of UFC 285 this weekend. Uh, Jones versus Cyril Gaon. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll start at the, the first fight on the main card. Bo Nickel and Jamie Pickett. Um, How did my picks go? Your picks went really... I mean, there's one obvious upset that... But I want to get to that because yeah. I can't remember exactly what I said. I think I gave her a chance. I think you, I, yeah, because <laughs> I remember because I'm like, you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Like we said yeah. that on the podcast. So, yes, you did give her a chance. But right. I think overall, I think you did actually pretty well on this. Uh, so, first fight, Bo Nickel, Jamie Pickett. You did pick this one yeah. um, for a number of reasons. Bo Nickel from his wrestling, Jamie Pickett maybe wasn't um, a a main card quality type of opponent right no disrespect, losses. To, no disrespect to jamie <clears throat> they're protesting the the result because they're saying they got kneed in the nuts right at the takedown and uh he did yeah. throw a knee and you see him you yeah, see him yeah. react He's, that way he, and then the takedown comes and they're protesting it um now i don't know if they did it right after or what but uh he had stopped the initial takedown. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and then that, the yeah. next one came real easy. Um, regardless, I don't, I don't think he, he beats Bo. But I'm interested. I, I do want to see Bo fight. You know, I, I want to continue to see him fight just as I want to see, you know. And it's, it would be unfair for me to say I want to see him fight a top guy okay. if he wasn't asking for top guys. Right? Like... If he was not asking to fight top guys, then it would be crappy for me to say, I want, I want to see him fight Chimaev. Yeah, yeah, sure. But he came off the contender series calling out Chimaev, right? So so if you want to do that, you now put yourself in the conversation where I can ask you to fight anybody yes. in my head. I can talk yeah. about you fighting anybody in my head. So, And and now that I have seen him fight and I see the kind of wrestling that he has, Chimaev is all the more interesting. Oh, for sure. That's a for super, sure. super interesting fight. Um, because no one's taking him down either, you know, so someone's going to get the takedown on that fight. Bo Nichols' total cage time now has eclipsed one round because um, this was two minutes and 54 seconds in this one. Oh, so, and so he total. Had total, total, a full total literally, because it was under two minutes and 30 seconds in his previous three fights. And a minute and a half of this one was spent in the arm triangle trying to finish yeah, that. Trying to trying to suck it down. Um, yeah, he's 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 a compelling dude. Um, yeah. It'll be really interesting to see what kind of person he is as well. And I know that doesn't really matter. A fighter's a fighter. But I also think people cheer for people they like. Oh, yeah. um, but we'll see who, what, what character he plays yeah, and tries to play. Right, right. But he was pretty dominant. Um, for sure. I mean, it came, it came quick. Matisse Gamrot, Jalen Turner, second fight on there. This was the only fight that didn't end in a finish on the main card. Right. And uh, this was a split decision that went to Gamrot. Um, I guess you're here, you, you saw that maybe there's some... Yeah. Um, people thought that it should have gone to Jalen Turner. Yeah. Um, I thought he was winning early as I was watching. I thought he was winning early. And then I thought... Matias Gamrot started finding the takedown. He started finding the range to get in. And uh, at that point, 
I started kind of thinking that was it was him taking over. I know that uh, it was a strange fight, right? Like it was. Uh, it didn't feel like, and I I see this recognizing that they're all high level fighters by definition because they are in a promotion like the UFC, right. not a main card. But it didn't feel like it was two high level fighters. The the fight IQ, the the form. Um, it just, it felt like... And they are. They're, they're good both, fighters. They're, yeah, they're both very good. But it didn't feel like a high-level fight when I was watching it. Yeah. Is that... Do you, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It was, it was, it was, it was weird. It was back and forth, um, you know, and, and I think Jalen Turner was not overcommitting to striking while Gamrot was looking for the takedown, so yeah. it, it created a little bit of a, a strange, you know, thing for the fight. But I, I thought that Gamrot won the fight. I thought it was close. And it yeah. was, you know, a split decision. Um, I thought he'd done it. He had done enough to win, but maybe uh, I don't. Know. So, in terms of statistics, total strikes: eighty-nine for Gamrot, sixty-two for Jalen Turner. Four takedowns for Gamrot, zero takedowns for Turner. I mean, arguing on the side of of Gamrot winning. On the flip side of that. Significant strikes were 40 to 29 in favor of Turner. So he was landing right. the, the more significant strikes, and he did get a knockdown. Um, oh, right. So, so I, I mean, you can kind of make a case either yeah. way on that. Yeah, I forgot about the knockdown. That's what me and me and Rafael were talking about, uh, the scoring system, right, and, and the 10-point must system. Is it is it correct for MMA? Is it not correct for MMA? They They – you know, there are no 10-8s from an instant knockdown. Right. Um, and we were kind of going down the line of how far down it could go in boxing. You know, if there were if there were multiple uh, knockdowns in a round, could a round be a 10-6? Sure. And, and it possibly could. Sure. Uh, as long as that, that no three knockdown rule was in play. But anyway, um, it was it was a, a hard fight to call, I think. And, and no, no one got robbed. Right, like, yeah, yeah. Did they get it wrong? I don't know. Maybe, but it was a very close fight. I, I think this was the fight that they were talking in the middle of the fight. You heard Rogan in DC, I think, talking about potentially a ten-eight score. Right. And I think it was. I think it was this fight. I think it was round two, um, and I think it was where. Um, is that where Gamrot knocked? No, no. Jalen knocked down Turner and then took his back. Jalen knocked down Gamrot. So, yes, I'm sorry. Jalen yeah. knocked down Gamrot and then took his back the rest of the round. And like you got a knockdown, and you rode his back the entire time. Could you score that at 10-8? I think. The, yeah. It, yes. It just depends what 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 uh, time in the round it took place. Yeah. You know. Uh, this was two high-level fighters rank-wise. Uh, not high-level, but, I mean, they were, they're were they definitely ranked. Um, yeah. And you got to think that Gamrot comes up a little bit. And I think he went in. He came into this fight at, like, 22 and He had just lost to, like Bilal, or, uh, to uh, Benil Darouche. Um, let me pull up his record. But I think he'd come in with a really, really strong record. Yeah, he, he um, did. He had a much better record than Jalen so Turner. He is now 22-2, and two, and you're right, um, October – it was the Oliveira Makachev fight. Yeah. He just lost to Darush. Um, so before that, you got to go back to 2020, um, and then he's he just went on a, I mean, he went on a 18 fight win streak. It looks like 17 fight win streak before yeah. that. So, um, granted, most of those were not in the UFC. Um, 
But I, I like to see what Gamrock could do. I like him as a person. He seems yeah. like a really chill guy. Seems yeah. like a really humble, happy-go-lucky kind of dude. And it's weird to see the juxtaposition of somebody with that kind of demeanor in that type of profession. Right. Those, those <laughs> are, it's, it, there's a disconnect there. For but sure. I think it's cool. All right. The third fight then. Jeff Neal and Shavkat, Shavkat Rachmanov, and you did pick Rachmanov on this one. Did I, I picked Gamrod on the last one too, right? You did. Okay. You did. So you were you were at this point three and zero, including Rachmanov. I think you, you didn't want to pick against anybody that had Stan right. in the last part of the city that they came from. Um, Jeff Neal was he the one that was doing the footwork? Um, yes, yes. At some point. He, uh, he's the one that comes out of Fortis, and I've said it before, the guys that fight there, and I don't mean the Brandon Marinos that end up there, I mean the guys that have trained out of that place get to a certain level, and that's, that's the, they start spinning their wheels. Jeff Neal was the best one. You know, he was the best one um, to come out of there, and, and he's gotten to that level, you know, where he's going to run into guys now um, that he's not going to be able to get by. He's very good. He's, he's a very good fighter, tough guy. And uh, I just, I don't know, uh, now that he lost to uh, to him, I'm not sure where he goes. You know, we'll see if he falls off. Was he ranked? Yeah, I was just trying to, I was, yes, yeah, so he was ranked seven. And Rachmanov was tied for ninth with Vizente Luque. Right. So, obviously. So, it'll probably bump Neil down maybe one. Might only put him to eight or nine. Yeah. And it'll and put Rachmanov up there, you know, where Jeff was. So, when you look at what's ahead for Rachmanov, let's say he goes above Jeff Neal and he's at number seven. Number six is Wonderboy. Five is Gilbert Burns. Four is Bilal Muhammad. Three is Hamzat. Two is Colby Covington. Usman Edwards. That's <laughs> a rough road. Oh, That's a rough road up there. Who do you sit there and pick, right? I, like, right? I mean, I guess you make an argument for Wonder Boy because he probably has had. But did you see his last fight? He like looked, he was, he looked yeah. so good in his Absolutely. last fight. He was so so fast still and at forty years old. Gilbert Burns is about ready to fight. Um, I think I heard him and uh, Masvidal are going to go at it in in a couple UFCs, which should be That's exciting. A, that'll be a really fun fight. Yeah. Both um, out of Florida. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you where you go from there. I don't know wh- who you pick out of that list and say, yeah, that's the guy that I want. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough. That's one of the toughest divisions. Period. Do you think there's a clear line? So, so it, right now you've got Stephen Thompson at six, and then Jeff Neal, Sean Brady, Luke, Rachmanov before this, Masvidal, Neil Magny. Do you think there's a line at Wonder Boy where that's where that real echelon? Because some some divisions you can see a clear delineation right between the that, elite. That's kind of one of them. Um, all the guys you just mentioned are not the same as the guys we mentioned right before that. You know, okay. when you went yes. when you went yes. seven forward to one. Yes. You know, so Wonder Boy, Burns, Muhammad, Chemayev, Covington, Usman, Edwards. They're in a class, and then you've got Jeff Neal, Brady, Luke, uh, Masvidal. Do you still put Masvidal maybe outside of that? I know he's exciting, but yeah, but he's not beating those guys. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah, he beat 
Who were his two big wins? Robbie Lawler and and uh, well and uh, Ben Askren. Yeah, right? but Ben Askren, we don't know anything. Right, and 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 the way he beat him, that was it was that quick, and he retired. Right, and he had not fought really anybody. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben Askren's the one that beat Robbie Lawler. Uh, uh, all had beat. Who did he beat right before he he fought? Because uh, he's on a couple fight losing streak to Usman and to Covington. Yeah. I'm gonna see. But I forget who he who he beat um aside from Askren. Somebody somebody good. He had a good little run right there. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I don't I don't remember. Um so let me see if But I I, I don't feel like outside of him being a big name and and exciting, it doesn't feel like he's really done well against No, he hasn't. And and there's a reason he's a big name the way he fights you know is the reason he's a big name he was kind of a good name before he even got you know going in the ufc oh he beat nate he okay. beat nate diaz okay yeah and wow nate nate i didn't realize nate fought in that weight class yeah because he fought uh, yeah okay because uh who's a champ leon edwards as well didn't Nate also fight at 55? Yeah, yeah, he originally was at 55, okay. but he's, okay. he's been at 70 for a bit now. Gotcha, gotcha, okay, okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Rachmanov does next. Stud, looked good. Oh, yeah, um, oh, yeah. I think he started out a little. Jeff Neal, his footwork looked good. He looked really fresh. He looked invigorated. Um, coming out in the first round, you're like, holy crap. This he should have. Was... He missed weight by like four pounds. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but... Less of a cut. But yeah, he looked he looked great, and then I just feel like he got outpaced, and yeah. um, it didn't, you know, third round submission. So, I think. Well, I was going to say this might have been the loudest my room got, but um, the loudest it got was after the the main event, co-main event, Valentina Shevchenko. Ends her nine-fight win streak against Alexa Grasso, um, who just looked really good. She was aggressive. She was throwing hard. I believe, if we go back, I said she had a chance. I, I thought she had a chance because she has very crisp boxing, straight punches. She's got solid grappling, solid ground. I didn't, I didn't know her, her takedown was nice as well. I didn't know what her wrestling was like. But I knew that she was she was a really good fighter. Um, I didn't bet on her because I thought it was hard to bet against Valentina. However, I said after Valentina's last performance, it either fired her up, yes, or she's kind of hitting that that downward deal. And uh, you know, watching this fight, I don't think she was hitting that downward spiral, but she started getting hit early and was like oh she's fast you know she was kind of getting out outpaced in the in the speed of uh in and out the in and out of of um alexa grasso closing the distance getting out of range closing the distance getting out of range of what she would throw yeah. was very good and um so she capitalized on it i don't know if you saw the video today but they were showing her backstage drilling backstage and her opponent, her her partner, went to throw a spinning back kick. Bang! Took her back, dumped really? her, was on her back, choked him. And and this goes. I was talking about this with Lucas and Austin today when we watched that. If you think back 
Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo. Okay. He had footage of him in the back countering with that left hook, countering with that, with that hook numerous times and saying, saying that's how I'm going to knock him out, and he did. Um, Leon Edwards throwing that punch yes. head kick yep. on uh, Kamaru Usman, and, and he, he had video of him doing it. Yep. Jorge Masvidal uh, had him with his hands behind his back, walking, running, and throwing a jump knee that he did on Askren. Had footage of him doing it before the fight. You know, that's happened multiple times uh, where, where that's gone on. And I was like, uh, so are you saying the stuff that we drew a lot will work? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? You know, I'm like, oh, imagine that. Like if you, if you try to do in the match what you do in training, it might actually work. It yeah. transpires into reality, man. Yeah. And, and so a game plan, and they had a game plan. And she was waiting for her to spin. And the second she did, she was on her. Talk a little bit more about that, the entrance and the body lock off of that spinning elbow um, or spinning back fist. It feels like obviously the timing has to be supreme yep. and, and you've got to commit. You have right? two choices when someone spins, either get out of range yeah. or instantly get on them. Okay. You know, and, and she got on him. Lucas, Lucas gets on him. Uh, always either on the back. Someone else a while back, I don't know who it was in the UFC, someone threw a spinning back elbow and they caught the elbow in the neck and locked up an arm triangle and dumped them and finished it. So they spun around and ended up locking their own arm up. Oh my gosh. Stepped right in and yeah. grabbed it on the feet yeah. and then dumped them and, and choked them. And I was like, holy smokes, like the timing on that was amazing. But you either have to close the distance where you'll catch the back of the tricep or something on your on your head, you know, as you close or your head's lower in the in the back and catch them um, or get out of range. You know, staying in there, you're gonna get hit. And uh, she closed. She had the speed to see the turn and as the turn was coming boom she was able to close the distance right away and you know be there and that was that took whew, a lot of drilling do you watch that turn from the hips or are you watching that to come from the hips you'll see people that'll start to kind of look like that when you're when you're sparring yeah. those kind of they'll, they'll show you almost show you their back a little, a little bit. bit yeah and and you can tell or they'll turn their hip a little bit and so you're you get aware to it but some people will do it just to see what your reaction is. Yeah. You know, they'll start to turn that way, see what your reaction is, sure. and then decide to do it again or decide to go, yeah. but know where your reaction went, yeah. and then they're going to go. It's game within the game right. right there at that point. For sure, 100%. Here. Wow. Um, so, new champ. Valentina was super gracious. I thought she showed a lot of class. Congratulations. She also was like, I'm coming back from my belt. I definitely want to rematch. Yep. They're um, giving it to her instantly. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Uh Grasso, when you when you start looking at, I'm sure that's going to be the next fight is yeah. is Shevchenko. But um, when you look at uh, Caitlin Shikugan or Shikagan, um, Jessica Andrade, Aaron Blanchfield, uh, Talia Santos, and then Manon Furet, how does how does Grasso stack up? I know where where's Manon. Manon is number one. She so is. I went from huh? Yeah, Manon's one. Talia Santos is two. Blanchfield three. Andrade four. I'm interested in Alexa Grasso fighting either Talia Santos or uh, who's three? Blanchfield. Yes. Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah. Like, she's a stud. Her ground is, is insane. So it'd be interesting to see those two fight or, or the uh, the other one I just said. Uh, Fjord? Yeah. No. Two. Uh, Talia Santos. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I think she got hosed by not getting an instant rematch, but she wasn't the champion, so I guess she doesn't get it. But if I was Valentina yeah. and I wanted you to know that I was a champion, I'd, I'd run that one back. A couple podcasts ago, you talked about um, GSP and how he's only got two losses on his record, but he avenged both of those losses. Um, you look at someone like Shevchenko, two out of her three losses we talked about are to the same person, Amanda. Um, I mean, she's still one of the greatest champions of... She was undefeated at, at flyweight until last night. Yeah, and, and that was, again, she had nine, nine wins in that. What do you think, if anything, it does? If she's able to take it right back from Grosso, does it change anything for you for her? Either direction. No. If she If she doesn't get it and Grosso wins two in a row, does that change something for you? Sure. That's where her fador happens, That's right? The line she was of demarcation. the goat until then. Yeah, you know she was the goat until then. Okay, of her of her division, and I don't think there's any question about that. You know who who was the greatest 125 female of all time is her. Yep. And in order for um, Alexa Grasso or or whoever to to become that isn't just beating her yeah it's beating her and then going on that type of run sure beating the people that she beat yep. you know and and that's you know that's difficult and that's i don't know that that happens um if she gets it right back she's back you know she's back to where she was yeah it was very evident i think we talked about it before also that shevchenko had been a ballerina at one point right. And boy, you could see that in her motions. She seemed so quick. The kicks came so quick. She yeah. was so light on her feet. Um, and that was something that, like, it was evident pretty early on. You could see that that dancer background. Sure, sure. Um, she does a little dance after she wins every time. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. But Grasso was just landing the power shots. She was landing, landing harder on her than she's been hit in a while. Yeah. You know, and, and clean. Go back so, to maybe Amanda last time she got hit yeah, that hard? Yeah, probably. Probably, because I don't I don't believe that uh, Talia Santos was, but she was grappling her to death. She had she had taken her down and controlled her a lot. So, well, I, our room exploded when that happened. I mean, oh, yeah, I wasn't me too. I wasn't. I... We were in a locker room full of everybody, you know, watching on my phone uh, before yeah. my guys fight, and it was it was like I was like, oh god, as soon as she got her back. <laughs> She yeah. started squeezing. The guy's like, nah, nah, she's on her jaw. You know, and, and one of the girls with her, she's like, no, she's on her jaw. She's not going to tap. She's not going to tap, but she's going to tap. And I well, watch her keep getting her hand deeper, 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 and started squeezing. And it was like, right, when they took that, took it off her yeah, face Yeah, you was could white. see the, yeah, the red and the yeah, white. That yeah, line the blood was, like was gone. For, yeah, it was, that <laughs> yeah, was done. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, this final fight did not go I mean I'll be honest it didn't go the way that I was hoping it was going to go um, John Jones and Cyril gone um, it only lasted a couple minutes and John came in quick overwhelmed him they're calling it a win by guillotine and it seemed to me it was almost and I don't know what you, it almost was like that forearm was just up against his Adam's apple just crushing he had his head wrapped so yeah okay he had he had yeah. one in, around his back and then it was almost like a yeah, he had, okay. like, basically a rear naked choke on the front. On the front. Yeah. Um, the question I keep asking is, did we learn anything on this fight? No. I mean, I, I said if he stands with Cyril Gaon, it'll be an exciting fight. Yeah. You know, Cyril Gaon has a chance. If he decides not to, it won't be hard. And I said that won't be hard. And it wasn't. And he fought smart, you know, and I said he's got a good fight IQ. 
Um, it was not what I was hoping for, but it is what it is. I think there are multiple fights for him tougher in that division than Cyril okay. Gaon, stylistically. Okay. Um, Curtis Blades, I think, is the best fight for him. Uh, tough wrestler, hits hard. You know, not going to be easy for John Jones to take him down. He's going to have to strike him without getting taken down. Yeah. And I think uh, I think that presents a better a better stylistic matchup for him. I, he already called out Stipe. Sounds yeah. like that fight may be um, inevitable. I don't I don't know that I see Stipe. I maybe Stipe five years ago, but do you yeah. think today's Stipe? I mean, when did he fight last? It's been a while. Probably close to the same as John Jones. It's been a couple of years. Uh, he lost, I mean, when he lost to Nganu, right? Yeah, so it's been, it's been a it's while. Been a couple years. Yeah. And so I think he, he can wrestle. He can strike, you know, a little bit. I, I don't know that he beats John, but I think it's a better fight. I don't think it's a two-minute fight. Okay. Because I, I wondered about how. I mean, think about this, and and not to hate on John Jones. I don't know if you saw the comments on our YouTube of the of the last one, but dude kept going after me for for you know talking about his decisions, and like no, he's finished multiple guys in the last ten years. I was like, no, one was Gustafson. Yeah, and then he had a DQ, which he did finish against DC. Yep, but he DQ'd for being on steroids. Right. So in ten it, years, and then it goes it was back ten to, years. Then it goes back to jail. 2013. Yeah, ten years. And the guy's like, "Oh, well, that was in April." I was like, "Oh, so it wasn't fully ten years." I was like, "Oh, so it was nine years and eleven months, bro." <laughs> like, come on. I get that you're a fan, but you're just like, he hasn't finished anyone besides one guy in ten years. Yeah. So he moves up to heavyweight division, which is weaker. You know, the heavier you get from 185 up, it gets talent-wise and athleticism-wise, it gets weaker. John Jones super athletic. Yep. So that's going to help him a lot. But uh, I, I think that he doesn't just go up there and start putting everyone away. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, just to, to go back into uh, Stipe's last fight was against Nkanu, and it was March of 2021. So um, almost almost two years exactly. Um, it's March now. That's yeah. two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Stipe up. Curtis Blades would be interesting. I would like um, to see that. But I'd if, like to see Stipe beat him, but I just, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, other than that, when you look at the heavyweight division, um, I don't know that I see anybody else really giving John Jones a lot of trouble. Not with um, Francis going. Pavlovich. Oh, did you see that uh, today, I guess in the press conference, Dana literally said, you will never see Francis Ngannou in the UFC again. And then they questioned him and he doubled down again and was like, I don't say never very often. I'm saying never now. Francis will never fight in the UFC again. All right. Which sucks. Wonder what, wonder what uh, transpired there, I guess. Too much talking or something. Yeah. Oh, well. Um which is too bad because I would have loved to have seen Ngannou and Jones. Oh, yeah, that for would sure. That's be... going to be his big challenge at that weight class, for sure. He and, was the best one at that weight. And I got to believe that that's a huge payday for the UFC if that happens. Sure, um, sure. So, and I, for both of them. I, yeah. I know John. I know uh, Dana's a, a stubborn man and a man of his word, but I wonder. Everybody's got their price, right? Sure. And makes you wonder if he comes back. Eh, there's UFCs on TV from, like, 
12, 13 years ago before the sponsor deal yeah. or guys that he doesn't get along with that they'll blur out the sponsors on these guys' names on their shorts while the fight's going on. Still. He's petty. He's, he for sure, he's not coming back. <laughs> he's like, all right. <laughs> well, um, the biggest disappointment for me wasn't that John Jones lost. It was the fact that it was two minutes and four seconds. Yeah. I just wish it had been more of, a, more of a fight. That fight, we had been watching all the fights in the back in the locker room before my guy John King fought. And uh, we went up the elevator to walk out. And I've got it hanging out of my hoodie pocket watching the John Jones walkout. And yeah. his fight, fortunately, as they're announcing my guy, his fight ended. And I was like, okay, and I put it back, put it back in my pocket. But I was literally watching it, you know, as we walked out just to catch the, you know, you see. Could. I just wanted to see how it was going to unfold, how it was going to yeah. transpire, what he was going to do, how he was going to fight. I didn't care to watch the whole fight. I just wanted to see, is, is he going to strike with him? Is he going to grapple with him? And as soon as the takedown came, I was like, yep, that's a wrap. And put it back in my pocket. John Jones, the GOAT. Two, two division champ now? Yeah. Um, I, don't even, I don't even consider him the GOAT because of that. Um, I, I think that, and I don't, you know, you know my true feelings for him. But I, I think that he's definitely the only other person, you know, would be GSP and and he's my goat just because he's a way better person than John Jones you know he's he's been humble throughout his entire career and he had two losses redeemed them both handily um, and you know went on a long run against very good guys and made them look bad you know, even in his decision wins, he had a lot of decision wins as well. But I think it was like a, a three and a half year, four year span of decisions, not ten. But um, he's mine. I don't want to give people getting arguments with people over it. You know, I believe as a as the overall, he's a go. Here's another reason: John Jones has tested positive for steroids twice. Yeah. Okay. Who's who? Who has the home run record? Yeah, I guess it depends who. Yeah. Who it's doesn't it. have it? Yeah, Barry Bonds. Right. Who is the greatest cyclist of all time? Yeah, it's not Lance Armstrong. Right. So in what sport can you test positive for steroids twice and still be the greatest of all time? None. Only this one. You know? Um, think of any sport where someone has done that. They are no longer that guy. Yeah. You know? But Dana lets John Jones still be that guy. And even add He hid under a cage. At Jackson's, at Greg Jackson's gym, while Usada was looking for him to test him for ten hours, he didn't come out. So, uh, in, in tell me, in what sport can you test positive for steroids two times and still be considered the greatest of all time? And have the owner or the commissioner of that sport still continue to advocate on your behalf? Correct. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So, um, my answer is GSP, and it's not questionable for me if you want to remove john jones's wife beating car beating cocaine you know and two usada tests and go just off his fights yep he, he's probably you know he's probably that guy i think a lot of the guys he fought was at the end of their their end, end of their career and um you know but he, he's he's talented he's mean in the cage he's you know even I'll go for as far to say he's dirty sometimes, but he's you know he's a fantastic fighter. So 
Sure, if you want to call him that, I don't mean you. I mean you, yeah, yes. the public, want to call him the the greatest of all time. Go for it. But while you're doing that in the comments, point out to me what sport that your athlete tested positive for steroids twice and is still the greatest of all time at that. It's a good call. It's a good call. It's a good card, man. On that note, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. It is all over. Just like that.